Praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans Bible study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. Glad to be with you today. Glad you've joined us. And if you've missed any of these Romans teachings, uh, I encourage you to go to the website, thecrosswaychurch.com or the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, where you can avail yourself to the entirety of what we're teaching here and everything else that we do here at Crossway Church is on those two places on the internet. So I pray that you'd avail yourself to that. Today's May 2nd, uh, 2019, very special day to me. 39 years ago, I graduated Marine Corps boot camp. Oorah, praise God. And uh, you never forget that day. You never forget the day you went in. You surely never forget the day that you graduated uh, out of the military boot camp especially that of the Marine Corps, praise God. So learned a lot of things in there and through the years and I'm thankful that uh, God has done in my life what he's done, how he's kept me through all these years and <clears throat> how he's teaching me today his word so that I can literally live by faith and bear forth the fruits of his righteousness. And uh, if you're looking for a local church to be in where you can learn the word of God, not just be in a social gathering, but learn the Word of God and be edified through the fellowship of like-minded believers. And what I mean by that is those who have their faith in the sacrifice of Christ. That's what kind of church Crossway Church is. Services are at 10 a.m. Sunday morning, 6.40 p.m. Wednesday nights. We have a nursery, children's church, teens, and all that stuff. And so I encourage you, if you live anywhere near Queen City, Texas, Atlanta, Texas, Texarkana, Texas, right here in this northeast tip of Texas. Uh, come on out and be a part of the worship services. We'll be glad to see you. God's doing great things here in and through Crossway Church. Praise God. So here we are, Romans chapter 6. This is part 22 of chapter 6. Not part 22 of the whole Romans teaching, part 22 of chapter 6. So see, you've got a lot of catching up to do if you're just now jumping in uh, right here live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, we're doing this Romans Bible study. So I encourage you, set your timer, sub, you know, like Pastor Curtis page. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, that's Curtis Hutchinson. 316, and then when we post something, upload something, you'll get a highlight. Or when we go live, you'll get a highlight, and you can tune in and watch the teaching and the preaching of God's Word, which you desperately, just as I do, need to be able to live by faith that God be pleased. He cannot be pleased without faith, and we can't live by faith except we're hearing the Word of God. Amen. So Romans chapter 6, part 22, uh, we talked about verses 17 and 18 this past Monday morning and it's very important that you understand verses 17 and 18 and really 16 through 18 really the entirety of this chapter without understanding Romans chapter 6 in its proper context in the context of what really happened at Calvary that God sent his son to die for you and that his representation of you was so wonderful so perfect just like him and his spotless 
uh, sacrificial offering for us was so perfect that when God saw his son dying for you, he saw you dying with him. That is, those of you who have faith in that sacrificial work of Christ alone, not that and something else that you do for salvation. Only what Christ did when he had by himself purged us from our sins, Hebrews 1 and 3. Glory to God. Not when we had helped him, but when he had by himself purged us from our sins. Glory to God. Just simple faith in Jesus and what he did at Calvary. <coughs> God sees his son dying for you and you by faith receiving that and you dying with him. And, and that's what this chapter teaches. You can believe in Christ. He forgave you of your sins and you can go to heaven. But I guarantee it, you'll never live in victory till you know the second part of what I just told you. That you also died with him. That you were buried with him, raised to newness of life in him. And you need to go back and, and watch these half hour teachings on Romans chapter 6. 90 something percent of the, I promise you, 90 something percent of the church has absolutely no ideal that you must keep your faith in the death, the sacrifice of Christ throughout the entirety of your life. And if you don't, the Holy Spirit cannot work in your life. And that's taught in this book of Romans in plain English and, and Galatians. So stick with us today because I'm going to backtrack just for a second because we're about to move into something where we're going to learn, we're going to see it in the Word, not opinions, not trying to uh, put different scriptures to make our point. We're going to see in the Word today how nobody can serve God. Nobody on the planet is serving God. Nobody, nobody can bear forth the fruit of holiness unless they're serving God. And nobody can serve God unless they're serving righteousness. And nobody is serving righteousness on the planet, not in the church or anywhere, unless their faith is in that which made them a servant of righteousness. We will see that in the Bible in the sixth chapter today. I pray that the Holy Spirit would impart it to you. He wants to. He'll be trying to. And the only reason we won't get it is because we're hanging on to something else. We're still trying to believe that I also have to do something. That, no, it's all about Jesus. Can you say that this morning? It's all about Jesus. Not Jesus and what I have to do. It's all about Jesus. Even what gets done today in me and through me, if it's not Jesus doing the work by his spirit, then it's just me and there's no fruit in that because Jesus said you can do no thing without me. Nothing. And so we've got to have him. That means faith in him and what he did at Calvary for the cross, his work as the sacrifice for us is our tie to him, our being planted together with him. Our walk, Colossians 2, 6, with him and in him is only through our faith in his work at Calvary. Never, ever forget that. If you disagree, you're not walking with the Lord today. You may be in the vanity of your mind and everything you're calling the power of God is just coming from the vanity of your mind. It doesn't matter if you feel this or have emotions about that. The devil can do those things. But if your faith is not in the sacrifice of Christ alone, then you're just having emotions and feelings because of whatever. You need to understand that today. Watch this, verse 16. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of 
the sin nature unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. And when we see obedience unto righteousness, that means Christ's obedience unto righteousness. Hallelujah. Because the only obedience we can have is through faith in Him. And verse 17 spells that out for you. So watch closely. But God be thanked that you were the slaves of the sin nature, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. God calls your believing in Christ and what he accomplished for you at Calvary alone as the means of salvation and all sanctification and all the provisional power and benefits from God. Only the sacrifice of Christ, Christ and what he did there, God considers your faith obedience. Only in that though. That's why, here, this is very important. If my faith is not in the cross of Christ today, I'm trusting maybe in the words I speak or I'm trusting in my prayer life, I'm trusting in anything. I'm trusting in these programs that have come in the church, these uh, uh, government of 12, the purpose driven, the promise keepers, the, the, the walk of Emmaus, the, 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 all these things that men have brought in the church to replace a simple faith in Christ and his sacrificial work. Listen, when I move my faith from there, then it's just me. I'm no longer serving righteousness. And here's the, here is the powerful, blunt but powerful statement. When my faith is not in the cross of Christ alone, then even when I'm doing what the Bible says to do, I'm not functioning in an obedient place in God's eyes. The only place of obedience in the eyes of God is in Christ. That means faith in what Christ did at Calvary. Never forget that. When my faith is in the sacrificial work, the only righteous work God has ever approved of, <clears throat> then that obedience is transferred to me. That righteousness is transferred to me. The transfer of everything God is offering you comes only every day of your life, not just the first day you're saved, through faith in the righteous sacrificial work of Jesus Christ at Calvary. Never forget that. If you disagree right now, maybe you're watching today and you're disagreeing with that and you think if you're disagreeing with it, I promise you you're living as though you're under law. If you're a Christian, you're under grace. But you and I can live as though we're under law. We're in the Spirit because we have the Spirit of Christ, Romans chapter 8. Because He dwells in us, we're in the Spirit. But that doesn't just automatically mean we'll walk in the Spirit, walk after the Spirit. That's what we have to learn to do, and this chapter teaches us how to do that. Hallelujah. So watch this. Being then made free from sin, when? When you obeyed that form of doctrine, that gospel, the message of the cross, the truth about Jesus and who he is and what he did. It made you free from sin. There's only one thing that's ever made anybody free from sin, Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. <clears throat> Got to say it today, can't say it enough. You became a servant of righteousness at the exact same time God freed you from sin. He freed you from the condemnation, the guilt, and everything else that sin brought into your life. He freed you from that. He freed you from that. And when he freed you from sin, he made you a servant of righteousness all through the same aspect, all through the same object of faith, Christ and him crucified. 
And so that's, that's what made you, God made you, that's how he made you a servant of righteousness, through your faith in the righteous work of Christ. Not what you started doing. That's not what made you righteous. What made you righteous is when you obeyed, you believed in Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. You became free from sin, and you were made a servant of righteousness. Never forget that. So watch this, verse 19. And now we're going to get into the, what I told you about earlier. We're going to see in the Word of God, and you know Hebrews chapter 12 teaches, without following after peace and holiness, no man can see the Lord. And let me tell you something. A lot of Christians, most Christians, and even me for many years didn't understand that. If my faith is not in the cross, I'm not following after peace and holiness even if I think I am. And no man can see the Lord in me and through me. He might see what I, he might see what I tell him. He might see where I go to church. He might know who my preacher is. But he, he can't, listen, he can't see the Lord through me if I'm not following peace and holiness. And this morning we're going to see the only avenue and process that holiness is experienced. It's not by never cutting your hair. It's not by not wearing makeup. It's not by just wearing dresses. It's not by, listen, that's what you're doing. That's not what Christ has done. He's not calling all women to, to, to never cut their hair and, and to uh, watch. You know, it's not about your hair. It's not about your clothing. It's not about what you do. It's about what he did. And you see, we're easily deceived and moved into a place where I can't, I can't wear short sleeves anymore. I mean, I mean, there's certain people that will, well, uh, they don't want you to know they're on the Internet. They don't, they're not supposed to have TVs in their house according to their legalistic religion, but they go to work and they watch, they get to work early so they can scan the Internet. Well, it's the same thing, my friends. See, they're, they're bound in legalism and fear. So you need to know this today. This Romans chapter 6, for those who desire to know truth and desire to walk with the Lord, at all, no matter what they've got to let go, of as far as false teaching when the truth comes when the truth is revealed and you don't let go of the false to grab a hold of the truth what little bit of light you got Jesus said going to be taken away from you those who have and he's talking about hearing more will be given those who have not that means they're not hearing they refuse to hear then what they seem to have is even going to be removed from them you need to remember that what you're hearing on this broadcast is the Word of God. It's not our twist on it. It's not our opinions. It's written right here. So watch this. Verse 19, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have, talking about in the past, yielded your members slaves to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield, that means present, give way to your members, slaves to righteousness unto holiness. Now remember we've already seen in verse 16, we're either serving the sin nature unto death. I'm talking about the children of God. Let's just stick with the children of God. We're not talking about the lost. This letter is to the church, to the church in Rome. And you and I as born again, spirit-filled believers, 
we, can, we get to choose now. Before we were born again, we didn't get to choose. We were dominated and slaves of the sin nature and everything we did was from the bondage and corruptness of our hearts bound by the sin nature. But now that we've been saved, born again, we're in Christ, we still have to, now we get to. We still have to, but now we get to. Oh, let me say that again. We, 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 ha we, we have to, we still have to, but we can choose to this now as we're born again. We can choose which one we're going to serve. Through faith and the sacrifice of Christ, I'm serving the obedience of Christ that ends up in righteousness, me being declared righteous in Him when I'm initially born again, and daily, because of my faith there, the fruits of His righteousness. Remember, there's no fruit. There's no fruit without Jesus. You can do nothing without me. He's talking about bearing fruit. You need to remember that. And listen to this. You cannot separate the fruit of the Spirit from the fruits of righteousness. They're all one and the same. If there's fruit, it's Holy Spirit fruit. The fruit of what the Spirit's doing in your life because of your faith and the sacrifice. Amen. See, it's kindergarten. It's simple. Watch this now. Verse Let's read the end of verse 19 again. Even so now yield, present your members, servants, slaves, to righteousness unto holiness. And again, look back to verse 16. We're either serving the sin nature as Christians because our faith is in something other than the cross and now we're back serving the sin nature or our faith is in the sacrifice and we're serving that obedience of Christ, faith in His obedience, and seeing the fruit of His righteousness. Watch this now back in verse 19. Now it's we need to yield our members' servants to righteousness through faith in His obedience unto holiness. It's the Bible showing us the only avenue to holiness. The fruit of holiness is not what I wear. It's not, it's not anything like that. It's the, the, the holiness is a product, a fruit of righteousness. And righteousness in my life is a fruit and the result of one thing, on, one thing only. My faith in the sacrifice and the righteous work of Christ at the cross. It's right here in your Bible. It's right here. The process and the progress, I pray that the illumination of God's Word by the Spirit of God today is in your heart and filling your heart. This will deliver you from the bondages, the legalistic garbage of men. Men, listen, the, peop, the reason people are so mad today, and I'm talking about Christians, mad at the preaching of the cross and why they're rejecting it is because when you people like me and you come out from among the bondage that they're in, they can no longer control us. Men are controlling men. And listen, we're not called to control each other. We're called to edify one another. We're called to present the gospel, yes, even to saved people, the gospel, for we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, 1 Peter 1.5. It still takes our proper faith to be kept by the Lord. You need to hear that. You need to understand that. Amen, Brother Curtis. So watch this. You see this. Only as we're serving, choosing 
to yield our members. What does that mean? To keep our faith in the sacrifice of Christ. That, is what, that alone is what made me a servant of righteousness. And as I continued to fight the good fight of faith, to keep my faith in the sacrifice, no matter what grandma says or that preacher's been telling me, even though he's been hospitable to me, he's been caring towards me, he's prayed with me, he's cried with me. If he doesn't know this and he refuses to uh, submit to this, then you have got to get up and get out just like Abraham did, just like many are today in the church. If you want to get in the place and walk in the place where holiness can be what you're truly after, after peace and holiness so that men can see the Lord in and through you, through your life. No man can see the Lord where there's no one following after peace and holiness. And Colossians 1.20 points us to the cross when it comes to peace. He made our peace by the blood of his cross. Listen, we're not going to experience the peace of God or any of the benefits of God by what we go do. It's all first based on what we believe. Then the Holy Spirit can teach and, 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 and impart to us the benefits of the one proper object of faith that we're believing in. Christ the man, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and His righteous work at Calvary. I know it. I know it. We've been deceived by the devil too long. It's time to get back in the Word and just let opinion. I know you've been sitting under that preacher all these years, and he's a nice, uh, uh, loving man that cares about his congregation. But listen, if he doesn't know the truth, then he can't give you the truth. The truth is Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Because Jesus said, when you know the truth, the truth will make you free. So I hope you're getting this today. There is no experience of holiness in the child of God's life unless there's an experience of righteousness. And that experience of righteousness is only through our serving righteousness. And our serving righteousness is only taking, pla only taking place by our simple childlike faith in what God did in Christ to make us servants of righteousness. The work of the cross. This is why the preaching of the cross is the power of God. Not just to save, but to take you from faith to faith. To reveal Him in and through you. Where the church has missed it for years, they think that the the that when 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 you have an expression of Christ, that everybody's just going to be happy to be around you. No, is that the way it was when Christ walked on this earth? No, and that's not the way it is now. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, right there in that, that portion of scripture, that those who are allowing God to uh, make the aroma of his knowledge. Uh, abound through them affects other people in them. The Bible says in them we're either the stench of death or the aroma of life. And, it's, and it goes on to talk about who they are, who they are that's carrying this knowledge, manifesting this knowledge, those that are led by the Lord. Thanks be to God that He always leads us to triumph in Christ. There it is. In Christ, that place of walking in Christ. That ain't got nothing to do with going to church, being in Christ. That has only to do with my faith in 
Christ's work at Calvary. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's good news. Yeah, you'll be in church. You'll be in the Word. You'll be in prayer. You'll fast and pray. You'll, you'll give tithes and offerings because faith in the cross makes you a servant of righteousness. And all God's words, Proverbs 8 and 8, are in righteousness. Therefore, faith, when faith comes, it comes because our faith is in the sacrifice, the righteous work of Christ, and then the Holy Spirit can lead us in the path of righteousness, meaning according to God's word, and then true faith can come. And when true faith comes, true faith overcomes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Write that down. Listen to this again. Take these notes. Watch what the Lord will do in your life when you begin to allow Him to show you. See, we're called to grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in this teaching, He's offering us knowledge. When we will receive it, because it's biblical, if we will receive it, which means many times, most of the time, while we're receiving this, we're letting go of something else. And when we receive it, then we can grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we're to grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, but it's not until we receive the knowledge of the truth the Holy Spirit attempts to give us when we receive it. Yes, I believe it, Lord. Help me to understand that this is the truth. I know it. I want to walk in this then what he's offering you because of your faith in it, your reception of it, and the proof will be you're letting go of the other stuff that refutes what you're hearing, then God's grace, that means God begins to impart, God begins to strengthen this in you, God begins to brighten the light even more so of the truth in your heart and, and add more daily benefits to your life for the journey you're on. You need to get this today. He gives more to those who have hearing, and that means hearing the truth in its proper context. Hallelujah. And the truth is a man named Jesus, but the only thing that makes him the truth to us is what he did at Calvary. Glory to God. Running out of time, but I want us to, I want us to see this again. The end of verse 19. Even so now, yield. You still have to yield. You still have to present yourself the way you, your body, your members, servants to righteousness servants, slaves to righteousness. It's not slaves in a negative way. See, you were born, I, were, I was born, all humanity is born as a slave to the sin nature and you can't do anything about it. Nothing. You can't do a good work, you can't do a right work, you can't go to heaven, you can't do anything until your faith is in Christ and His sacrificial sacrificial work that puts you to death and he makes a new creation in Christ. He makes you a new creation in Christ because the old man, he can't serve God. He might think he can. And again, for those of you who've missed it, that's why water baptism can't save you because that's something you're doing. If you think the old man, the sin nature, can go get in a water tank and be born again, that's a lie because the old man can't do anything that pleases God. So watch this. You still have to yield to that same thing you yielded to that made you a servant of righteousness, that form of doctrine that freed you from sin. You know what it is? The message of the cross, the power of God, the preaching of the cross. Hallelujah. So you, you, became, you became servants of righteousness. So now we have a choice. Now we can choose to yield ourselves as the new servants we've become, the new slaves by choice 
unto righteousness that leads unto holiness. The only thing that's unto holiness is righteousness. So, watch this. Going to skip a few verses for the sake of time. Only got two or three minutes. But look at verse 22. We'll back up next week and we will uh, backtrack over this. But I want to, I'm making a point today about holiness is not there without us choosing to serve righteousness. And we don't choose to do that by doing something. We choose to do that by yielding to that same truth and form of doctrine that made us a servant of righteousness. Listen, I hope you've got this today. This will change your life, your ministry, your marriage, everything about you. This truth will change your life because now you can know what it means to take up your cross. Deny yourself of all that would hinder you from believing this. Take up your cross, meaning keep your faith in the cross of Christ, his death, his work for you there at Calvary, and follow him. You can't follow him without a cross, he said. So watch this, verse 22. But now being made free from sin, you become servants to God, and you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. See, it's all about Christ and what he did at Calvary, you're forgiven of your sin through faith in that work alone. Not that in something else, that alone. And when your faith is in that alone, not only are you made free of the guilt and the condemnation, but you're made free from sin and you've been delivered from the sin nature and you became a servant of righteousness. And as long as you keep your faith, in that one thing, not that and, and eliminates your faith from the cross because faith in the cross and something else is telling God from the heart the cross of Christ, his work wasn't enough. Can I tell you, Jesus thought it was enough. He said, it is finished. Everything required for you to be in the kingdom and to function in the kingdom, it is finished. Hallelujah, glory to God. So. While I'm closing, there is no such thing as the experience of holiness without the experience of righteous fruit being bare. And there is no such thing as righteous fruit in our lives without our faith today, not 20 years ago, not two hours ago, not 20 minutes ago. Faith today, right now, in the sacrifice of Christ and nothing else. There is no holiness without me choosing and yielding to be the servant unto righteousness. For righteousness is what produces holiness. And it all comes from Christ through my faith in what he did at Calvary. I know you've been blessed. I know God is feeding you. I know the food is on the table. The meat is on the table. So I'm asking you to pray for us. I'm asking you to sow into this ministry. There's products I put up every one of these Bible teachings. Each one of these is $25 together for three of them, $60. What a discount. And there are many CDs in these uh, 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 volumes here. And so I encourage you, be a part of this ministry. Sow into good ground where the Lord is feeding you. And he's feeding you through this ministry. You will learn things that will cause your entire life to be changed forever because that's what the truth of Jesus Christ does for whosoever will believe in him the way he has to be believed in. God bless you. We love you. And until next time, stay determined to know nothing 
absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.